and I was getting people going, well done you for doing that. I don't know if I would have the balls to go and work there. I'm going, fuck, really? Welcome to the Connect More podcast in which we discuss the seemingly random, seeking out tips and strategies for living a healthier, happier life. Join me, Dave Algio, and co-host Dave Minchella as we find the hidden connections in, well, just about anything. On with the show. Hi everyone, welcome to episode four of the Connect More podcast. I'm Dave Algio and with me is my co-host. Dave Minchella, how's it going everyone? Thanks for listening. Yeah, happy new year to you. Although we don't want to date stamp this, it's um, it is the start of twenty twenty one. I think it is one of those memorable years because we're still in restricted restrictions due to COVID nineteen. Yeah, um, and I think it's one of those that may factor in some of the topics that we talk about. Anyway, anyway, this week we or this episode we have uh, our first guest, and our first guest is Craig Hurd of Iron Empire. And Craig and I met uh, uh, via podcast or uh, via the virtual Zoom room or whatever a few months ago, um, and we talked a lot about male well-being connection and and talking about professional development and personal development as men so welcome to the show craig how are you doing yeah good thanks for uh, for having me on i'm excited to be the first guest that's cool it's great you're, you're for being on. first test guinea pig canary <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the coal mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, i hope we survive jesus <laughs> i'm happy to be yeah cool Good anyway man. um apologies just a little bit of tech dave you're uh, you're on your phone so i know the sound may come and go so apologies audience if that is a bit of an issue uh, but we are trying to manage that as best we can and uh, craig do you want to give us a bit of background about you and what 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 your work is because it'll give a context for, for the conversations as we go forward yeah yeah absolutely so i i guess you guys will know best and your audience will know as well but i i work with uh men and I work with men who run consultancy or coaching or kind of service-based business. <clears throat> and, and typically, the big thing that men come to me for is they don't want to build a business at the expense of their health and their family. There's, there's that fearful story that a lot of us live with that, you know, we have a lot of confidence in our ability to build, build a business. We'll build our business to some level. And we're like, you know, I can do this. I just give it more time, more effort. I'm going to scale it. It's going to be good. But the fear is that they get to 60 and they have a big business, but they have a gut that they didn't used to have. And they have a, they used to have a wife and they, they kind of know their kids. So I help men uh, scale their business in a way that allows them to be present with the kids, fit and healthy, and um, really just enjoy life rather than get to 16 hope it's going to be good beyond that point mm. so that's that's the kind of space that i'm, mm. I'm working at the moment brilliant i think th- this is so relevant particularly to the last couple of episodes isn't it dave where we talked yeah, about that absolutely. question what if you knew you had 10 years to live what would you stop doing and then the next question is well what are you doing now that uh, is getting in the way of that i guess is, a, is effectively a it and I think this this ties into that, doesn't it? Because you've got a big goal there if you're setting up in business, or if you're kind of somebody who's a professional career development, developing their career. Um, there is that there is that risk and reality that you can put a lot of things on hold. Yeah, and say I'll get round to that. Um, and actually, it, before you know it, you turn around and ten years have gone by. And what's happened to those ten years? Well, yeah, hundred percent. It was it was my story as well for the first. 10, 12 years in business, my my identity was as a businessman. 
and mm-hmm. I was pursuing profit and progression. And, you know, at, at that stage, I was uh, head of sales for uh, a, an audio company. And I was, we were doing about 2.4, 2.5 million a year. And I had a team of 46, 47 uh, guys that I would I'd train and responsible for. And I mean, that was okay, but I wasn't in love with it. I was just progressing and mm. I was probably, and looking back on it, I was probably addicted to progression. And what happened is, what happens to a lot of men is that my, um, I met the, the love of my life and we had a son together. And what happened after that is I was no longer able to be the man in business that I, I was before. I wasn't able to travel four, five, six days a week and do whatever it takes to be in business. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely threw my identity to the wind and I couldn't figure out how to, how to cope with that. And I, I couldn't, I wasn't being a good businessman. I wasn't being a good father. I was being a horrible partner. And I ended up having to leave that job and trying to go back to the running a business like I'd done in the past fairly easily, fairly successfully. But I couldn't do that either because my confidence and my identity were just in the toilet. And so I ended up taking uh, work at a uh, night shift in a warehouse um, just to pay the bills. And even at that stage, I was hugely self-critical. I thought it was all my fault. I thought I'd done something really wrong. And I thought I was incapable of being a business and being a father. Uh, it was all these things that were important to me, but I just didn't know how to do it. So that's that's kind of the pits and that's the lowest point I was at. Mm. And it was kind of what sparked where what I do now. And yeah, I just I know what it feels like to be at the bottom of the bottom of that pit. That's fascinating, Craig. I mean, there's something that you hear a lot about is that you have, you know, ec individual re- coming to a decision thing, right? Actually. Yeah. Um I can't I can't do or I can't maintain whatever they try to maintain and mm. a change needs to come. But then within that same change, as you said, you go, well, actually, oh, it's all my fault. How did, yeah. how did you manage that? And how did you sort of turn that around to, to the point of where, actually, this is not my fault. This is just how life is and the changes that I, you want to make to go forward. How did that, how did that come by? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think the, it took a good while. Like if you want to talk the very beginning moment of it is I was, I felt really confused, really overwhelmed, super guilty, mm. super shameful. Shame was probably the biggest thing I felt. Mm. And because it was driven by shame and guilt, I couldn't talk to anybody about it because sure, how do you sure. tell that story without it without coming across like a loser and uh, everything that you've tried for 10 years so hard not to be. Mm. So the first step was honesty. And that was honesty with myself and honesty with other people. Even at that stage, I was pretending to people I used to work with that life was great. Mm. You know, I would mm. I would be texting yeah. them going, I'm having a great year. And then I would go in to put my <laughs> overalls on and do a night shift till 6 a.m. Yeah. You know, yeah. even then. Denial's I, not river in Egypt in that case. Yeah, I just, I just, again, it was just driven and shame driven, 100%. Um, so the first step was um, to be truthful and be honest and just tell people what was going on with that agenda, just like, here's where I'm at. 
And what was amazing and what it taught me is that nobody else saw it the way I saw it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Isn't that the case? Isn't that always seems to be yeah. the case? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, every father I spoke to went, look, mate, I would be doing the same thing. Like you've got, yeah. you've got to, you've got to provide for them. You've got to do what you have to do. Well done. And I was getting people going, well done you for doing that. I don't know if I would have the balls to go and work there. I'm going, fuck, really? You see I was this thinking thing? the same, mind. I was yeah. thinking exactly the same. Like you must have, the courage that must have taken, because I've, you know, been in the same position. I, I mean, to a point, I'm in the same position as we are now, because a, a job that I do, I am good at, if I may say so, but uh, what about if there is something, you know, I could I could be better at or even more fulfilled at? Mm. You think, should I? Could I? Should I? You know? And the fact that you had the courage to do especially you say, you know, you're making 2.4 million a year, you, you know, go get it. In everyone's eyes in your team, hey, that Craig, so successful, what a leader he is, or, you know. But then really you've got that other side thing, and I'll be dad, I'll be good dad, I'll be good good partner, good human being, good be yourself. What courage that must have taken to, for you to go, right, you know what? It's going to turn, going to change this round. Got to, got to make these, cho- these changes, these you know decisions and choices. But yeah, wow, hats off, man. Big style. Yeah. Can I Thank pick you. that on the courage? Because this is something that, um, as somebody who spent a lot of time trying to ex- escape the police, and I mean that as the job the police, not evade them, but like it took me a long time <laughs> And many of my friends were saying, Dave, you haven't got, you know, you just get your head down, get your pension. It's a good pension, blah, 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 10 years, whatever, you know. Mm. And they say, and then others would say, you've got a lot, you know, you must be so brave, etc." And I want to pick that apart, this courage thing, because I think it's very, very true. But what does that actually mean? You know, that moment mm. that you, you made that change, what was going on? Talk us through the thoughts or the feelings that led to you saying, I have to change and, and that you're actually doing it. Yeah, I guess there's, it's probably not, when you're in that place, there's probably not one major change. All the changes mm. are micro changes. Yeah. Mm. Um, for example, I have a friend of mine who came to me a couple of weeks back and he's in that position now, funny enough. Yeah. Um, and he's looking, he's looking like I was for this major moment. Like what, what's the big thing I need to fix? Like, what's the business I now need to create to that'll fix everything? And it's just not you're not capable of making big change when you're in that space. When you're mm-hmm. when you're in a pit, you can't make one big shift that really changes your world. Your mm-hmm. goal needs to be micro goals. So I feel nothing but shame right now. How do we change that? You know? My goals are really kind of small well how, what am i capable of how can i push it 10 percent more and yeah i wasn't able to make one one big change i made lots of little changes that slowly built up my confidence again and slowly slowly built up my confidence and my capacity um and then i was able to make bigger changes so i think that's the myth is that it's it's, it's maybe a uh symptom of just the way we live nowadays is if I take this one course, if I do this one thing, and if I just push this easy red button, everything will be back to normal. And it almost doesn't matter if the thing you choose works. It's about continuously trying to do one more thing better. 
and that was mm. that was the lesson I got from that. That that yeah, so resonates. And here's Ditto. the thing. Ditto. Yeah, here's the thing then, because I think you're so right that we we are looking for that big thing. I, I I find myself still doing that, and yet I still know that it's the incremental, the cumulative mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. of incremental changes. But with that, in that time of change, so that courage comes in the small moments. Is there an element, and I guess I'm a leading question here, but like, is there an element of having a bit of faith in yourself or how do you, how do you keep one foot in front of the other? How, what what kept you kind of pushing on rather than yeah. what some do, which is give up, you know, whatever that means, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. So the way I've come to understand it is there's this kind of three levels that people, three, three summary, three overarching mindsets that people are in and you make different decisions and have different drivers in the three different steps. So the first would be scarcity, second is abundance, and third is prosperity. And when you're living in prosperity, you have a business and an empire that you're proud of, family is working, and it's all about what can we do next? You know, what's the big next thing? And you see a lot of gurus and entrepreneurs, you're kind of... I don't know, your Grant Cardones are living from that place. We're like, how big can we go? The the middle stage is the abundance where you feel you've got some capacity and control in your life. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, let's let's kind of test the water. Let's focus on growth. What's the next thing? You know, it's just a little bit more timid and a little bit less. See how we're doing. And then scarcity is where I was and where a lot of men find themselves is it's very fear driven. And so it's not about what's going to, what do I have to do? It's about the floor and it's about lifting up your floor rather than lifting up your ceiling. And when I, when I was in that place, um, it wasn't about trying to create a business and a life that I was proud of and I was happy with. It was about getting off the floor, you know, and it was digging in for the grit. Right. Um, it's a good book, Grit, which is just about that, where it's, mm. it's not, not about big goals or, or ambitious thinking. It's about just grinding it out and just being not okay with the floor that you're living in. Yeah, I love that, mind. I love that lifting up the floor. I, I'm absolutely stealing that, Craig, if you don't mind. Yeah, steal it. <laughs> I, I love that. I really like that. And I must say, before when you, whilst you were talking, before Dave mentioned that, the two things I wrote down was, consistency and incremental change i think Mm. those two things when go hand in hand that's when you see you know that's when the big change comes i i totally agree with what you say i think that people look for the big change but ignore the small changes that actually lead to the big change i think dave and i probably talked about this on on episodes previously where actually Mm. if you bring that in consistent incremental change that's when those bigger changes happen you can't necessarily in my personal opinion, anyway, go for the long-lasting big change without having that inconsistent, uh, consistent incremental change, which I think yeah. is most important. The scarcity, abundance, and prosperity as well. I think that's 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 amazing. I really like that. I think when you, when when we talk or, or read or hear about these guys who are you know mega successful or or the the Simon Sinex, for instance, of this world and what have you, those. Those are the types of things that they talk about. They pull apart when when you look at Simon Sinek's, you know, uh, about why. I think yeah. then you, and, and you move and then those things he talks about. You can boil those down to to 
the consistent incremental change of the why are you doing this? Because you can talk to what, what you're doing, but it's why you're doing it and why is the most powerful. I really agree with that. And, I, and and when what you've been saying there, that that rings quite a, a, a something with inside me when you talk about how that that fear-driven nature that mm. sometimes we do get get into. I think I think it's fair to say there's a lot of people actually, not just one or two. There's, there's a lot of people who fall into that category, and 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 even when the fear comes too much and they decide to not you know, leave the comfort zone. And again, that's something that we, Dave and I have spoken about, yeah. how, you know, people in, in people's comfort zones and how that actually you can grow in a comfort zone, but it's far better to be slightly outside of it where you can truly grow, you know? And uh, I mean, take the example, Dave and I talk about this quite a lot about CrossFit. You yeah. know, you, is, you need to have that uh, increased weight that, you know, putting yourself under stress so that you can change, so that you can improve. And that works in that sort of, that system, for a better phrase, that works in lots of different areas of our lives, not just in, you know, in a physical sense, but in emotional, psychological sense as well. And, and I think that that really does go underused by lots of people. And I think mm-hmm. if we were able to more tap into that or just have a better understanding, to be honest, of that, and then people would be able to go, actually, you know what? I do want to make those changes in my life. I don't have to have these huge, massive changes, but I can do these smaller ones and be more consistent with it. And then at the end of the year, end of five years, of 10 years, I'll have that change. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, I would agree with all that. I got I got the chance to meet Simon Simic uh, a couple of years no. ago. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to one of his talks and then saw him afterwards and grabbed him by the shoulder. Um, and... It's funny. He when I asked him the question of, "Can you create?" Because he was talking about leadership at the time, and I said, "Can you create leaders, or are they just are leaders leaders?" Yeah, he said, you can create the create the environment for a leader to step up. He says, "But you can't ever create someone that wants to stand back and turn them into a leader." Um, oh, okay. And uh, I, I think that's that's relevant. I, I think it's. Really, what what I'm what I realized then, and what I still live with, is um, truth is is a whole lot more important than the strategies you 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 look at. Mm. What I mean by that mm. is, where are you in relation to where you want to be? And it's a simple question, but if you're if you're you know scale of one to ten, ten is financially free, family are happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got six back abs, whatever, and you're sitting at a one. You know, not this. The goal is to get to a two. The goal isn't to get to a ten. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 That's that's the big shift. And when I talk about scarcity versus abundance versus prosperity, they're not good or bad. But I, when I was in scarcity, very much in scarcity, I was joining CrossFit, and I I was going to CrossFit um, because I thought I needed to be healthy and working in a working night shifts, trying to survive. And I've got grey bags under my eyes, mm. and I'm trying. I've taken on CrossFit because I think I need six pack abs, or what, I don't know what I thought. And I'm trying to. We're trying to have another kid, as I don't. We don't have quite enough money for one. Like it's just. It was this leap that didn't make any sense. So, it kind of taught me the truth and reality of going. Look, right now you're not in the middle of it. You're not in abundance, so don't worry about prosperity. Don't listen to. Gary Vaynerchuk or uh, don't listen to Tim Ferriss trying to create the perfect life just create a life that that is okay right now yeah and then 
when you find yourself in that abundance place, you can start listening to your Tim Ferriss talking about efficiency and talking about let's reduce the hours. And um, at the stage I'm at now, I'm trying, I'm working on, well, let's move this five hour, five, five day week to four day week. Let's get the same results or better in less hours. Um, but to have that conversation back then would have made no sense. Um, so I, th- I think the rea- you know, being honest with yourself about where you're at and being okay with it. And it's not, when I look back at it, I didn't do anything wrong. I was part of a organization that doesn't exist anymore. For example, that company I worked for is no longer there. So maybe it wasn't all of my fault, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. And there's a, Talk about it again. Simon Sinek talks about this in uh, the Leaders Eat Last book, mm. and about the culture within within business. But also, I, I quite like that. If I was to extrapolate that further out, to that culture as he does within within a group or in society and things like that. I think you talk about you know the business isn't there. But what if, what if let's just say what if we all just sort of treated or acted in a way, treat ourselves and acted in a way in which it was more like that culture that he talks about where mm. we're all a bit more trusting and we sort of look after each other a little bit more as well and I think you know when you when you talk about how we can make these changes in ourselves about making changes in not not forcibly in others but bring it out of them I know you're saying that you can't you know make leaders who don't want to be leaders but what about if we just bring it out so that culture is more endemic within, within ourselves so that we can all have a slightly easier time of it than you know the rat race and that's you know been prevalent since 70s 80s you know i hope that it's it's there's a bit of a change as we have now in, in the next hopefully gen- this generation to come but you'd like i'd like to think that you know some of those more positive finer points that you mentioned in the in the you know i've read in the in the research is is, is coming to the fore a bit more mm. um yeah you'd hope i'd hope so anyway i'd hope so one of the well, one yeah. Of the, sorry, sorry, Craig. One of the things that you picked up on that I think it kind of ties in there is the the three levels really is a, a great way of looking at it because if you are not speaking the right language for that person at whatever level, they're not going to connect. And no, I, I always have a phrase in my mm. kind of work coaches: you've got to meet them where they're at. And if they're on oh, yeah. scarcity, it's no good talking about. Pro- prosperity or or even maybe even abundance at that point it's just as you say i love that idea of raising the floor rather than looking at the ceiling yeah i love that i'm actually having that yeah yeah and this ties into um one of the things that you've got a a, you've recently launched a facebook group haven't you craig where around your 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 business uh and the coaching side and you put a video in there which was um it was uh do not go gently into that good night bob dylan Uh, bob dylan (laughs) Thomas. <laughs> you know, that's actually funny because that is actually something to do in Dangerous Minds, the film, where they compare Bob Dylan and Dylan Thomas. Ah, oh, well, see, I'm a big fan it's of Bob in the air, It's in there, Dave. It's in there. Don't worry yeah. about it, man. But that, that do not go gently into the good night is kind of, for me, that resonates with if you're in that mindset of the scarcity or you're there, you know, and mm. it could be because you're at one end of life or you're just in a change of life that's good it's it's maybe what we need to focus on is not the big goal and whatever it's just to rage against whatever you know to and 
to actually just take those steps to to fight against where you're at now do you know what what does that mean to you that poem because obviously you put it in there and it was a brilliant video a brilliantly edited video very inspirational but what does it mean to you Craig for you to have posted that one yeah just, just that just just what you're saying I mean if you look at if you tie it in with the three levels the thing you need to be doing again you don't need to do any of this but if you if you want to grow the, the thing you do in prosperity is you think about possibility you know how big can i go and that's why grant cardone resonates so much with people where he talks 10x and he goes well, what if it was 10 times bigger and people go oh, i don't know um and then abundance is about you know shifting up and growing but that that uh, that place that a lot of people find themselves off the back of 2020 is that scarcity fear uncertain space and in that moment it's okay to draw on some fear and some and some uncertainty but it's to use it to go no i'm not willing to lie, lie down and take this you know mm -hmm. mm. there's there's a lot that some businesses in if we talk businesses there's some businesses in 2020 that suffered because of the kind of business they were if you were a hotel or if you were a cruise ship or if you were an airline you just got dealt a bad hand but there are plenty other businesses that saw that misfortune and dragged it onto themselves saying, well, I can't succeed because look at this guy. You know, there's mm. no airlines. People are locked down, blah, blah, blah. These are all reasons why I can't succeed either. And for those individuals, unfortunately, they've just kind of laid down and taken a bit of a beating, which is human and it's understandable, but if we stay in that place, we're going to stay in that place. And we're probably going yeah. to drip. We're probably going to fall further, which is what happened to me. I had a bad job that I left and that would have been okay, but I kept taking the hits. And then we tried to have kids and we had five miscarriages in a row. And that was rough. And then I found my, just all these little hits, but I didn't stop to gain my foundation. I just let these hits pile on top of me. And so what that, that poem really means is rage rage against the dying of the light is unless you really have some fight and some grit in you, it won't get this. It won't stay the same. It'll get worse. Mm. Yeah. Resilience. That, that, I mean, you basically talk, you know, about your resilience there. I think that's quite, you know, obvious and you, to any listener, what you're just saying there, you, you've got to have, and you obviously do, you know, a certain degree of resilience within that. Mm. Um, talk about that actually how how have you cultured your own resilience because people you know we talk to people I mean different people and you know patients and, and people or, or clients or service users whatever the phrase is you know there are huge varying degrees of resilience and certain people naturally have more than others and really and certainly struggle with even maintaining a tiny modicum of it how do you manage yours and how have you grown yours and how do you find that resilience within yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. The way I think about resilience is mm. it is the gap between how you see yourself mm -hmm. and how your world appears to you. Yeah, oh yes, oh yes. Yeah. So if I break that a little bit, if you see yourself as a business owner and a strong father and a supportive husband, if that's part of your core identity, 
if you get divorced or she asks for a divorce or if the business collapse, I mean, the business example, example is simpler is if the business collapse, but you're at your core, a business owner, what do you fight to protect? You fight to protect your business, right? You either try and save it or <laughs> the business folds and the following yeah, day yeah. you go, right, what's next? What's the new business? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. this ties into when you mentioned the identity thing, because this is what fascinates me when I work with people is that core. You talk about that core. Who am I? Mm. And what am I saying about who I am? And when you go through such a, tra- like a, 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 it can be a really challenging, traumatic change, then that can rock the very core of who you say you are. So I'm a husband yeah. or I'm a business owner. And I've been in a position where, you know, a couple of times where I've believed that about myself, but then I've had me, I've had the stuff and kicked out of us and just thought, no, I'm not. Who, who the hell am I? You know? So yeah. it's this wrestling with identity. And I think that's the challenge that perhaps when we're on the floor, how do we, how do we get back to, or, or reshape or even change that sense of identity so that it works for where we want to go? Yeah. Yeah. Good mm. question. So yeah, uh, what I've learned about it is it's about the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. Mm. And those, those stories can change. I, I worked with uh, a therapist who really just worked with me on rewriting the stories. Right. Um, and some of the stories I was telling myself was I'm a crap business owner because yeah. I failed in business. But was that true? Or did I just fail? Was that a necessary fail? So for example, if I if I hadn't failed in that way, I wouldn't be doing what I do now, which I, which mm. I enjoy more than I did then. So failure is just about the time length at which you look at it. Like a failure today might be the best thing 10 years from now. Um, but how do you change it? Is you rewrite the stories and you ask the question, is what I'm telling myself true? Mm. Yeah. Is it actually true? Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm like conscious, Craig. Craig. You've got a, you've got maybe going five minutes. Um, so you know, just to give you that time, so you know, we don't sort of drag you on. But I think that is a really fascinating aspect of it. It's like, mm. how do you shift your stories? How do you challenge them in a way that that is you can come to believe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can get with five minutes. I can probably share something that listeners can use if you like. Oh yeah, great. Go on. Yes, absolutely. So the first is to is this first step is to write down the statement that you're telling yourself. And you, you, if you're listening to this, you won't be able to see this, but I have this one tattoo. The tattoo is around my list, my wrist, and it says "I am," just because you're. And this is a band around my wrist because and that's to represent that's your world. So this is the thing I I truly believe that the what you put next to the I am is what absolutely controls your world. So the first is to identify the statement. So I'm a, uh, I'm a crap business owner or a really common one is if people aren't getting the sales and the clients that they want, they think therefore their business is no good. And in truth, it's just that their sales and marketing isn't good. You wouldn't say that about your operations or your HR. I've got a crap company. You know, I'm no good. My company is no good because my HR isn't great. Um, but people people think clients is a representation of how good their company is or anyway so identify the line what's the story you're telling yourself i am dot 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 
and then ask the question, is this true? And then ask the question again, are you sure it's true? And so that second question is super important because it makes you think, maybe it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, not yeah. True. yeah, no, I'm a crap business owner. Is it true? Yeah, I'm really crap. Is it true? I've had, I've had some wins. And it just kind of opens that mind up to maybe I'm not that crap. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then the fourth question is, who would I be if this story, or if it's double double question, but who am I when this story is true? And who could I be without this story? Ooh, I like that. Yeah? That's good, that. So that who, am really I, good. Who, who am I when this story is true? I'm a crap business owner, so what's tomorrow going to look like? It's probably going to be crap. If I didn't believe I was a crap business owner, what do I think I am? I'm a good business owner. What does what does tomorrow look like? Probably a good business day. Yeah, we're gonna need a part two here, by the way, guys. I'm yeah. sorry, this is far <laughs> too interesting. We'll have to get you this back. is far too interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you can join the join the group. That's where I cover a lot of this. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going, I've I found the I found the Facebook group. I have to get on that, Craig. Definitely. Before you go, though, Craig, I've got three really important questions. Sure. Three really important questions, right? Okay. What is your king of chocolate? You're king of condiments and you're king of biscuits. We're doing this at every guest. But can we, Dave, Dave, ignore Dave. He likes onions. Yeah, that's his veg, king of vegetables. What the hell is all that about, man? Come on. King of biscuits yeah. is a bourbon. Jesus, Mary. By the way, if you say Abernethy, I'll totally get it because you're Scottish. Don't worry about it. If you want to have an Abernethy biscuit as your king of biscuits, <laughs> I understand this, it. Yeah, this is where my expertise fall down. But um, the <laughs> king of, king of at Snickers, does that count? What, what does that count as? Oh, like definitely, yeah. Chocolate, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, a fair, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like no a lime bar. Arguably oh. a cousin. <laughs> lime bar, the cousin of the Snickers. That um, is, no, yeah, I think they're they're definitely, you know, related in nutty, some way. They share a great-great-grandfather or some, you yeah. know, lineage. Nutty, nougaty, yeah, chocolatey. That's the one. Yeah, that'll do. Um, and a tuck cracker. Quite like a tuck cracker. Right. Hang on. Great. I've I've been with you. I've been agreeing with you this entire time, but no, now you've come you. out and said something like this. I'm gonna have you. You're gonna have to defend that. Defend. <laughs> How can you defend that? What I mean? What? It's a cracker. No. It's, I don't know. It's something about it. Just like a a kind of a. Uh, is it the rich teas? The thin one as well. Mm. Yeah, the rich tea. Yeah, that crap for different. Like rich tea. Um, I, I'm probably yeah. That's pro- I, I don't know if I'll defend that one. I'll defend. <laughs> I'll defend the line bar and the the Snickers to death, but I don't know if I'd probably give up on the tuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> what about condiment? I mean, yeah, condiment. Which what is your king of condiments? King of condiments. I don't know. I got a simple, pretty simple diet. Like, what did you guys say? Well, I said soy sauce. Soy I, sauce. I said salt. Don't listen to Dave. He says salt. I mean, Jesus Christ! What we're playing out here? Pickled onion and salt and. Mind you, slated me for having broccoli as a king of vegetables, Dave. So fair enough. Yeah. I think. So yeah. go on then, Craig. What a simple diet? What's your condiment of choice for a simple diet? Condiment pepper. Is that count? Yeah. 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 Garlic. Yeah. Is that count? Not really. It's a veg. <laughs> <laughs> like a garlic, like sprinkled garlic. 
I was with you when you said sneakers, and it's all gone downhill from there. Okay, then, yeah. Well, to be fair, I was taught. I did a little wok cookery course years ago, and they said oh, the yeah. holy trinity of cookery of Chinese cookery was spring onion, uh, garlic, and uh, I can't even remember. Flipping hell, what was it? Oh ginger? yeah, no, oh, ginger, ginger. Yeah. Of course. So you know, we'll go with garlic as a condiment if that's. Okay. I mean, if yeah, I, fair I enough, can, fair enough. If I can change it to spring onion, I would say spring onion. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Ooh, yeah, spring onion. Quite... That is it. See, I'm with you there. Stick that in omelet. You're laughing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was this morning, so that's that's why I say it. Nice there you yeah. go. You see. Anyway, pepper, I mean, salt, spring onion fixes a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. In fairness, you always should salt your eggs before you make an omelet, yeah. and then you add your spring onions to the pan. Then your egg. There's your perfect omelet, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've gone completely off topic here, but I just thought I'd throw it in there. And you could be of... opening a debate there. So, Craig, just as a because I'm conscious that you have to shoot off. You mentioned your Facebook group in the Iron Empire, um, and um, obviously we're going to try and snaffle you for a round two at some point. But anything that you like. Uh, to call to action we can put links in show notes and things like that mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. yeah. but, uh, anything that if anybody's interested in the conversation we've had where they could follow up on you yeah so I'd say the best place to start is the Facebook group which is business plus family men is the title of it mm-hmm. um, as a plus not an and Fam- yeah. business plus family men uh, the, the goal of that is a, a community of like-minded men looking to grow their business stay in shape keep good relationships with the other half and set the example for the kids. If you want a, mm-hmm. uh, a safe space in order to vent when you need to vent or ask when you need to ask or share some of the wins, that's the best place to start. Brilliant. Great. And we will include those Cheers, in the Thank you very much for your time, Craig. It's been a great conversation. And yeah, and really say, good, really lovely good. to carry it on. There's so many threads there to pick on uh, from my mm-hmm. point of view, and I'm sure Dave as well. It's just like so, so much we could pull the bits on that. But brilliant. Thank you for your time and uh, all the best for 2021, mate. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so that's great. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then share it around. And you can hit us up on Twitter at connectmore underscore pod or email us at dave at connectmorepod.com. We'd love to hear any feedback from you, any ideas of guests or any questions or topics you'd love us to cover. Catch you on the next episode.